Welcome to Oh So Smitten, the podcast for lovers planning their dream wedding. We're your unofficial bride tribe and co-hosts Hayley and Meg. Here to talk wedding trends, inform you on the latest topics, and well, we're here to help walk you down the aisle to make your love official. Before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you of where you can connect with us and become a part of our community. You can find us on Instagram at ohsosmitten underscore. This is where you can get to know us, our latest offerings and on the day updates. Join us through our private group on Facebook at Lovebook by Oso oh Smitten. Here we will be sharing exclusive offerings for the lovers where you'll be supported by not only us, but also from our wider community of couples on the same journey. We have some really exciting plans for this group. So wherever you are on your journey, this will be such an amazing community and resource for you. Now, remember, if you haven't yet booked Honey, I Got You for your wedding day to capture all the behind the scenes content, then you need Taylor for your day. In our eyes, she's a non-negotiable. Funnily enough, I was at a wedding on the weekend as their celebrant and then guest, and there were moments where I thought I should take the opportunity to get out my phone and record this speech or a little candid moment. And there she was, capturing it all. Taylor has kindly gifted an exclusive offering for our listeners. Use code SMITTEN20 in capitals to receive 20% off her service and to have her as an integral part of your wedding day. In today's episode, we candidly chat about timelines and when it is essential to book certain things do's and don'ts and our take on planning. Now this is a broad topic and one that changes from lover to lover. However, we always hope to bring insights so we bring you our personal experience today. Hi lovely. Hello. How are we? We're good. How are you? So lovely. Look, it's been a weekend. A weekend and a half, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I think we need filling in on all the juicy dance floor goss from look, you. I'm just happy that we're now at Tuesday and look, I've had a couple of days and we have we also have a long weekend coming up, so that's even better. But so exciting. No, it was great. As I said in the little introduction, I had one of my beautiful friends' weddings on the weekend. I was lucky enough to be their celebrant. Um, and then look, it just turned into a really good time. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm actually incredibly grateful that Taylor was getting behind the scenes because now I have a wealth yes. of video content yes. I'm sure of you, you do. on the dance floor <laughs> look, and it makes me so happy. If I'm ever having a down day, I will just look at you on the dance floor. <laughs> look, what I... We tell everyone that Taylor is essential for your wedding day, which she is. Absolutely. She is. When I was there, I was like, I really should get this moment. But then I was like, oh, Taylor's got it. Like she has got you, literally. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought, you know, maybe I should tell couples to have Honey, I Got You when I'm not there. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of the evidence. Look, there was a lot of people who contributed to such an incredible night. The DJ was outstanding. The drinks were even better. A little cocktail bar. Love mm-hmm. that for me and everyone else. <laughs> so, no, it was such a great time. Again, Taylor, essential. Like, people need to get on board. They do. I am so envious of the lack of evidence I have. <laughs> for your own wedding. <laughs> But yeah, just all of those candid moments from the girls getting ready to the boys getting ready, they were all so relaxed. I obviously went and checked in on them prior to the ceremony. Hair and makeup was done. They were just hanging out. Like it was just such a calm, beautiful moment before the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, look, how long you have her into the reception is completely up to you. (laughs) (laughs) Till the exit. Yeah, I was like, when are these photographers, videographers, content creators, like when are we going? (laughs) 
when can I get real woo girl <laughs> oh I'm already there <laughs> I've made it but um yes yeah, so lots of fun how was your weekend well, my weekend was probably the reverse of yours. <laughs> I essentially worked on my weekend. I went down to my second petite wedding location yep. down in Sampson Vale. Amazing. We're opening in July. So, so exciting. So we're going to be having an open day at the start of the month, which is incredibly exciting. And I will share all of the details with yes. you soon. But as a little pre-opening, I had a couple that wanted to look around. They wanted to just look at the property get a feel for it all, meet the miniature goats. Oh, <laughs> look, the miniature goats are something else. They are something else. Like there was a moment there when we were all feeding the goats and they had two <laughs> little girls and then we're in the paddock and one of the goats like jumped onto oh the groom's God. back and I was like, oh, is this really the selling point that I want? <laughs> Probably not. I am going to be including the miniature goats if you have an experience <laughs> at the farm, which is very exciting. Yes. But that's all coming together. So it's all in the background. It's all things that Any we're working on. Any venue that has like cute goats or cows or they have it all. Animals. They like, have yes. the goats. They have horses. So yes. we're thinking like do some little horse rides for the kids Love. once we do like a yep. three four day experience there. Yes. So all of the things are happening. Amazing. So that, that was my incredible. weekend. Not as much woo girly, but like look, a little woo girly. Someone's got to do it, honey. Someone <laughs> has got to do it. And look, that's what is so fun about being a guest at your friend's wedding. Mm -hmm. I had to do a dress change though, because I was like, I am no longer the celebrant. I am someone else. <laughs> You're like, I don't so know who she was earlier, but she was great, right? <laughs> Did you see that celebrant? God, she was good. She looked very much like me, but in a different <laughs> outfit. So it probably wasn't me. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Don't tag my wedding business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is why you book Kaylee as well. Yeah. You book the it's full package. The yeah. I mean, you're not going to get somebody who's there just doing yeah. the formalities. If you're shy, you probably don't want me. No. You want somebody who's bubbly and fun and who'll have a drink after. Absolutely. Yeah. Usually when, if I stay on as MC, it's, you know, a polite champagne. You know, this went beyond. <laughs> I wasn't the MC. Well, you've known... Sally. Your friend yes. for how long now? Forever. So yeah. so it would be rude if you just had one champagne. Oh, rude. <laughs> I just celebrated accordingly. So yes. it was lots of fun. Exactly. Sweet little tack on on the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like we both had a very busy and great weekend mm -hmm. planning for your business and celebrating mine, apparently. <laughs> so let's move into today's episode. We are going to be talking about wedding timelines today. Now, look. A wedding timeline is much of a muchness. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to so be broad. broad. <laughs> it's so broad. It varies from couple to couple. I mean, you could be like Nikki, who essentially planned her entire wedding in one month. Exactly. But that's because she had the background as a wedding planner. Exactly. You would expect it. You might have been following all of your beautiful vendors for so long that all of a sudden you're engaged and you're like, oh, how funny. I have planned a wedding in a week. <laughs> I've actually already uh, booked them in. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> so it really depends on you as a couple. It depends on how long you've been thinking about getting married because you might have had this discussion however many times before. It may be a complete surprise when he pops the question. Exactly. So that's why our chat today is going to be candid. It's mm -hmm. going to be more conversational because 
We understand that for everyone, it's going to be entirely different. So we're just going to give our insight onto one, the fact that I've planned a wedding. I had a 12 month turnaround. Mm -hmm. So I got engaged on New Year's Eve and we then got married the following year Mm -hmm. um, on the 7th of January. So I had like a full 12 months and seven days. Yeah. Really. Incredible. Yeah. And I'm a planner. So you'd think I'd have a little bit of insight. Exactly. So let's (laughs) hear your insight, my love. Well, my insight. Okay. You're like, hold the phone. <clears throat> okay. Well, prior to everything, as oh, soon she's got as I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> prior to everything, once you've said yes to your person, mm-hmm. you need to set a date night because, like, let's be honest. Yeah. Who are you marrying? Why are you getting married? Yeah. Might sound like a dumb thing for me to be saying that, but you need to sit down, set your non-negotiables, and be like. How do we want to celebrate our yeah. love? And are we on the same page? Because, you know, as girls, women, ladies, we've been thinking about this moment forever. We're naturally planners. Yeah, we planned the whole day. Mm. Whereas for the men or whoever you may be marrying, it could be entirely different. And they're just like, oh, yeah, let's start the chat now. Yes, <laughs> more than likely. Yes, that is the exact scenario. So getting on the same page at the start is vital. And it also gives you the opportunity to be like, okay, what's our ideal budget? You don't want to be broke by the end of your wedding. Exactly. I'm so looking forward to in a couple of episodes time, we're talking to the beautiful Brooke all about budgets because that is just oh, a whole episode in itself. It's a whole thing that, look, for me, my brain doesn't work like that. Yeah. So I'm going to take away an entire book of notes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to tell my story now. Love that. I was having a think about this episode and I was thinking about the timeline and I was thinking about it in our loose terms because we want to be really candid today. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, once you've had that chat, once you've had your little date night, you need to think about if you're going to get a planner or not. Yeah. I'm going to be completely biased on this point. Go for it. Because I'll and give maybe the stage. I'll give it to you. And maybe a little controversial because I believe everyone. For everyone listening, we have not yet had this chat. So I'm not quite sure what's coming out. But look, <laughs> I trust you. I believe in you. Thank you got you. this. I just think... Everyone needs a planner. They need somebody in their corner helping them out with all of the decisions that they have to make because it can get so overwhelming. You're coming to this incredibly new experience where neither of you know where to start. Mm -hmm. You don't understand like the starting point. You can turn to your planner and you can say, okay, what's the first thing that we do? And they've already got it. They give you direction, but they also give you that space to hear what you are after on your day because every couple is going to come to you with a different idea or different you know wants for their day Mm -hmm. I would find it really hard as a planner just saying throwing this out there since that's what we're doing this episode Mm -hmm. imagine if like someone comes to you a couple comes to you and they're like I want this kind of wedding and you're like well I am unavailable I think that just goes back to what you put out, yeah. you receive back. Exactly. So it's more than likely that you're not going to get Ex- those kind no, of I do couples agree with anyway. That. Yeah. You're going to get couples who've seen your work beforehand and they're like, oh, incredible. Yeah. She's planning that That's style what of I wedding. Want. Yeah. So it's already, and I mean, if you want to be Look planning. Look at us agreeing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you want to be planning all of the yeah. balloons and everything. Yeah. You go find a planner who is constantly working with balloons and styling in that way. Yeah, exactly. That's completely fine. Yeah. That's your vision. So... Basically, in this last month, I've had two wonderful friends. They're yep. both incredibly organized. I've had two friends reach out to me completely overwhelmed. Yeah. One was actually completely freaked out because 
they've they're at a certain stage in their wedding planning journey where they're a couple of months out. Are they too far gone? <sighs> I they wouldn't are. say no, no. I wouldn't say they are too far gone. One of my friends is incredibly organized, incredibly she's incredibly organized. She's got everything ready. She has the vision, but she's unsure about how it's going to come together. Yeah. And if you have a planner, they're working out those finer details yeah. in the background. And I guess that's where a coordinator comes into play. Yeah. And I was talking to the coordinator who worked with us at this wedding on the weekend and I was just praising them, their company. Mm -hmm. um, there was one who organized it and then there was another um, person there on the day. And honestly, I cannot tell my couples anymore mm. like how beneficial it is to have a planner yep you know if your budget allows like absolutely have a planner and having a coordinator on your day to ensure all of those elements are just seamless mm -hmm. the bride and groom was so relaxed the planner was relaxed mm -hmm. or the coordinator so relaxed yep nothing was an issue yep and the, the reason that nothing is an issue is because they've put out the fires before they've occurred yeah my friend who was freaking out, her situation, yeah, it was kind of dire because she had had her stylist give back the deposit and leave. She left the country. She's moved overseas. Oh, so she, my God. Like everything was warranted. Yeah. She was freaking out for a reason. Yeah. However, if she was working with a planner, that planner would have been liaising with that stylist, yeah. would have known the entire situation. And once that stylist left... She would have jumped into action. She would have found however many other stylists. Yeah. And then when she went to the bride to tell her about the situation, she'd yeah. already solved it. The she fire was out. She would have had a book of rec recommendations mm -hmm. of other stylists. And before going and saying, hey, just letting you know your stylist left the country, mm. she would be like, hey, just letting you know your stylist is gone. That's fine. I've mm -hmm. got so-and-so. They're going to be here on the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then you're coming to that bride. You're saying these are our options. Let's work through it together. Yeah. Instead, my friend essentially went through a day of spiraling, freaking out, came to me. I'm obviously overjoyed to help her out. She's one of my friends. Yeah. But she's gone through all of that stress. She's put all of that stress on herself. Within a day, within two days, we've got her a new stylist. Yeah. We've solved all of that issue. Yeah. No, I think, you know, having a planner, coordinator along for your journey is just such a different element that you can mm -hmm. add to your day because it yeah it allows you to enjoy the process mm -hmm. and when people are saying to you oh amazing congratulations on your engagement how's mm -hmm. wedding planning going you'd be like amazing yep it's all looked after and you'd be having fun because you're working alongside somebody who knows what they're yeah. doing who knows who to be reaching out to what steps to take and if some little issue does arise it is a little issue. Yeah. It doesn't become this mountain. Yeah. I've actually been helping some friends of mine plan their wedding. They mm. reached out and said, look, you know, a whole heap of vendors in the area. We would love if you can come on board and help us um, mm -hmm. plan a part of our day. And I was like, absolutely. Because I thrive in this element of being like organized, but also making sure that they are choosing the right people. Mm -hmm. And another positive point on having a planner for your day is they are choosing people who have already worked together. Yeah. So when you're reaching out to a stylist and a florist and a tent hire company, mm -hmm. they've already worked together. So if they have your run sheet of information and they have, oh, perfect, they've got cocktail style, da, da, da. Rather than calling you, mm. they are going to just be calling each other and going like, hey, just confirming for yep. the job on this date. What are you doing? What do I need? Da, da, da. Yep. Done. 
Exactly. Everything's done. And because they are choosing people that they align with that work well together, then everything is seamless. So the stylist that I ended up choosing, I've already worked with her. So I know her work. I can trust her. And then we also obviously needed a florist to step in. I already know someone. Yeah. And those, that stylist, that florist, they've worked together. Yeah. So it was just a seamless transition into being like, okay, great. We're going to put up the put out this fire. We're going to ensure that you feel less stressed. Yeah. And then jump into action so that now you can sit back and know that those people have it. In, yeah. They know how to work together. They work seamlessly together. They've done it however many times yeah. before. And they also don't need to be coming up to you on your day and asking all the little questions. It's Mm-mm. they're going to the coordinator, they're going to the planner. They're already they're already answered. They yep. don't they know what they're doing. So I think that's probably love that you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Number one tip is if you can hire a planner coordinator. Yeah. And I think that if you cannot hire a planner to be there with you at every step of the way, then a coordinator on the day is essential because you do not want somebody coming up to you who is a vendor, not knowing where to go on the property and coming up while you're getting your hair and makeup done. You want that coordinator making sure that that person knows exactly where to go, knows where all of the amenities are, knows where to plug something in, whatever the case may be. You do not need to be answering those questions when you're having a champagne with your girls. Exactly. That's the last thing you want to be worrying about. And knowing that the, it's just all taken care mm-hmm. of would just be bring so much ease to your day. Yeah. So I think that for me anyway is my number one tip for yeah. everybody today. Before we even get into the timeline of planning for your wedding day, before we get to your 12 months yeah. out from your wedding day, yeah. Is thinking to yourself, how much stress am I prepared to take on? Because if you do not have those people in your corner, then you are going to be a lot more stressed on your journey. It's just a fact. There's so many choices to be made that it will get overwhelming. Yeah. So when we're looking at the timeline, we're looking really generally at a 12-month turnaround. So if we have a chat now about things that couples can be doing 12 months out, nine months out, Mm -hmm. six months out, and three months out... It will give those listening today a bit of an insight on what they should be doing at those times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect. So let's start with the 12 months out. Now, this is pretty crucial and there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come up in conversation when you have that initial chat mm-hmm. about your non-negotiables, about your budget, about like your vision for the day. Mm-hmm. Because from that conversation will come, okay, well, are we having a venue? That's probably one of the main things that you're going to first consider. Are we having a venue? Are we doing it at a property? What type of wedding are we having? Are we having a big wedding, small wedding? Mm -hmm. How many number of guests? Because when you're inquiring at places, the first thing that they're going to want to know is a date. Mm -hmm. How many guests and are you like at the venue? Exactly. And choosing that venue and the amount of people that you want to have surrounding you right from the start ensures that you're setting your vision. Yeah. So are you looking at something and being like, okay, great, this rustic barn feels like us? Or are you wanting to go something bougie and luxe and you want like beautiful white roses and greens everywhere? Whatever your vision is, you then need to be looking at the venues that align with that. Exactly. So once you've figured out how many guests you're going to have, so you have a rough idea of a guest list, you have a couple of venues in mind and you've chosen a date. Now, when you're considering the date, are we thinking mid midweek wedding? Are we thinking weekend mm. wedding? Because I know we've spoken about it before as one of 
the trends coming mm. is like weekend celebrations or week-long celebrations. I loved that last weekend this wedding was on a Friday, mm-hmm. which meant that we had all day Friday, we then celebrated Friday night, we woke up and we still had the weekend. It was perfect because we went to a recovery session, it was only Saturday, we still had that day left on our weekend. I think those, you know, if you can, consider mm. a Thursday or a Friday wedding mm-hmm. um, or even any day during the week because, you know, your loved ones, if they're coming to your wedding day, they are going to get time off work if they can. Exactly. And I think the point here is having a weekday wedding also will ensure that you are potentially getting certain discounts from places because on the weekend, it's so competitive to get yeah. a wedding. No, I agree because... If you're after certain vendors Mm -hmm. and you're only booking out a six-month period and they're booked, maybe, you know, that's going to be on your side because if people inquire with me and they're like, oh, we're getting married in 2023, I'm like, sorry. And they're like, (laughs) oh, don't worry, it's a Thursday. I'm like, oh, we're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we are good. We've got dates to choose from. Whereas when it's a Saturday, you're like, no, honey, that was booked that's locked, that's done. And I honestly don't think it matters anymore. I think there was such a big tradition about getting married on a Saturday or Sunday Mm. for whatever reason, but now there's so many traditions that just feel dated and it doesn't matter. And I think your guests actually appreciate being able to take a couple of extra days and having that time away. And when you're booking 12 months out, they can obviously yeah. look up accommodation. I think it's take almost the time like a off. forced time to have some time off and mm-hmm. have a holiday, take a break, whether you bring the family. You know, there's nothing more beautiful than particularly coming to the area in which we live and having like, for example, a Noosa wedding mm-hmm. and being like, hey, Noosa wedding Thursday. And you're like, perfect, long weekend. Yes. Love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 12 months out. One of the things I would recommend at 12 months out is to start thinking about your dress. This is one that obviously you do not want to be stressed about. You do not want to be thinking, okay, six months out, I've got to start thinking about a dress because finding the perfect dress, the dress that feels best on you, mm-hmm. that is the one. Yeah. You do not want to be rushing around at the last minute mm. looking for that. And then we've got to take into consideration alterations yeah. and maybe you need to visit somewhere else. Like you need to go down to Brisbane, you need to go to Sydney for your fitting, wherever wherever it may be. I think it's important to just give yourself that time because you don't want to be rushing that. No. That, you know, the choosing of your dress is such a special time. So look, I chose two dresses. I chose one. I was stressed into it. They were like, you need to pick a dress. And I was like, oh my gosh. How many months out was that then? I think I like this one, you know, and... I, I don't think it was about the timing. You know, I de- it definitely probably got brought up to be like, oh, you know, we need this much time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, on that note, I do liked- not let whoever you're choosing your dress from, yeah. whatever brand or business it might be, do not let them stress you yeah. into a dress. If it doesn't feel right yeah. and they're simply saying, okay, well, we need this timeline to make yeah. our alterations and everything else, do not think to yourself, then I need to choose this to make everybody else happy. Yeah, don't do what I did because I liked the dress, but Mm. I didn't love the dress. And to be honest, I couldn't tell you what the dress looked like. It just like out of sight, out of mind. And I remember saying to my mom and having the conversation and just being like, look, 
I don't know if I love it. You know, we'd put a deposit on it and I was so stressed because then we're going to lose the deposit, all the things. She was like, look, if you don't love it, then, you know, it's not meant to be. And I was just fortunate enough that at the time I was able to make that choice and have that decision. And I had seen a Grace Loves Lace dress at the time and I just knew. I didn't even try it on. And I mean, it looked great on the model, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I that is the dress. I know that that's the dress. And so my sister and I, we went down to the Gold Coast. We went to their beautiful store and yeah, we had a day of it. We had champagne. We tried on Mm. a couple, I tried on a couple of different dresses as well. But when I tried that dress on, I knew it was the one. And you know what? I bought it off the rack. Yep. I didn't have alterations. Thankfully, I actually didn't need any. So that means it was meant for you. Yeah, It's one of those things that once it does fit and once you do put it on, you will more than likely have that moment. So don't let anybody rob you of that moment. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Now, another vendor that we need to talk about and happy to do the honor. Welcome, (laughs) Hayley. Look, you need to book your celebrant, guys. Gotta book your celebrant. They are the first point of your day that people are, you're setting the tone. Mm -hmm. As a celebrant, we are setting the tone. It's a big, Role. You're not only setting the tone though, you're guiding that couple through. Yeah. Let's be honest, none of us have gotten married before, unless you're Haley. I haven't yet. Yeah. So I wouldn't know the first place to start when doing the legalities. I I have no idea about it. And you're guiding those people through. You're making sure that they feel comfortable and to have that person helping you in the unknown. And I also think remembering that without your celebrant, you are not going to be married. No. They are the legal part of the day and the reason why you're getting married. So I think reminding everyone of that point Mm. is just like, guys, remember, without me, this ain't a wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Book me in at 12 months. Yeah, but yeah, I also just think, you know, there are many different celebrants and we all just have a different style. We have a different vibe and it's about knowing what type of ceremony you want. Mm -hmm. You know, some people want a really short ceremony and, you know, just let's just get it over and done with. Well, honey, I ain't the celebrant for you because Mm -hmm. I want, you know, it's a moment. You want to tell the story of their love. Telling the story, sharing with your nearest and dearest, like all about your love and just, yeah, guiding them through all of those legalities and also just being their best friend through the journey Mm -hmm. and saying like, great, you've booked me. Perfect. Now let's like, I'll happily chat about your wedding and your plans that you have and point you in the right direction of different vendors to go with. Because when you are one of those first initial people booking the celebrant, I can then say, these are my beautiful people I love working with. And Mm -hmm. I know that if I'm your style, then they will also be your style. Yes, I love that. So essentially at 12 months, just to summarize, you need to be thinking about your celebrant, booking somebody that is going to tell your story the way you envisage it being told. The venue is crucial because that will set the tone for everything. The style of your wedding, the way everything's set up, if it's BYO, if it's all inclusive. Yeah. Thinking about the number of guests that you're going to have Mm -hmm. and also the day on which you're going to get married because then you're going to know whether you're going to plan, you know, a weekend wedding or whether you're just going to have the one day people come and not stay and just leave. Exactly. And lastly, well, maybe firstly for some people, the dress, making sure that you feel confident and comfortable in what you're wearing on the day. So at 12 months, they're the main crucial things to be thinking about and ticking off your list so that you have the foundation to build on. Yeah. And look, I think we've forgotten one thing and we're going to add it in. It's our photographer and videographer. 
Yeah, true. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I think with all of those things, you've got your numbers, you've got your date, you've got your venue, you've got your celebrant. And who's capturing your your love. And then you need someone to capture it. Mm. And that is something that you need to feel completely comfortable in as well. Because like Honey, I Got You, Taylor, we are there from the moment you're getting ready right through till you exit the building. You need to know that. And this is why we've said in a previous episode, Go and grab coffee. If you can, mm-hmm. if you're local, go and grab coffee with your photographer, videographer. Sometimes they're like a duo. They're a husband and wife, you know, team and mm-hmm. they work together. And, you know, or ask for ask for their insight on who the videographer that they've worked for before and yep. if they have someone that they can refer because you know that they're going to work beautifully on the day, seamlessly yep. together. And also... They are going to be bringing the vibes. When I turned up to this wedding on the weekend, all the girls were having a champagne. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think they were drinking beer. And (laughs) the videographer and photographer, they probably just met on the day, but they were just bringing the vibe. They were there for it all. And they were making the girls feel so relaxed, just so at ease, and they could enjoy their day. So I would definitely agree that the videographer and photography team should also be considered in the 12-month out. Yeah, definitely. And I think essential that you book a team that has worked together if you possibly can if you're obviously following vendors that you've loved forever and they've never worked together before yeah they will be professional enough on the day to bring the vibe regardless yeah however if you are booking a team of photographers and videographers who've all worked together honestly after a while, you can read each other's minds. Yeah. Like I can look at Rod and I know what he's thinking. Yeah. I've worked with videographers before and I'll just look over at them and they're like, okay, Meg, I got it. Yeah. Because we yeah. already know each other's style. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Now let's move into our nine month out timeline. Now, mm-hmm. as we've said, some may not have that nine month point, but essentially this is what would be coming next. Mm-hmm. I think one point to consider would be your save the dates. Yep. So you've planned all of these initial vendors and, you know, you've you've got a loose wedding, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you could have a wedding, but there are a few more vendors that you need to come. Now, there are so many different ways that you can send out save the dates and invites. People might want to do the traditional letter, mm-hmm. sending out a, what do you call that? <laughs> what do you call that is a letter in the mail it's literally snail mail I guess that's what you would refer to it as you would not be doing your little e-vite yeah. I'm obviously going to be like signing mine with a quill and sending it out in the mail yes or it's who I know, am people <laughs> are doing wedding websites and using apps and doing digital invites which is so cool it means that if you do do that you can keep track of absolutely everything yes you're not having that rsvp get lost in the mail yes it's more than likely that even if you did send out snail mail that they could rsvp online yes so i think you can also add in additional information for your guests if they're traveling you can give information on travel Mm -hmm. you can give information on places that they can stay transport all those extra things i think it's a great way and a money-saving way Funny story, I did beautiful invites for my wedding and I wanted them a certain size. So I didn't hmm. didn't want them just standard. I wanted them <laughs> A5 or whatever they were. A5 minus a half. <laughs> oh, it was just a lot. They were so beautiful though. And at the time I was like, no, this is what I want. Anyways, they were so stunning. My husband and I spent the weekend and we, you know, had them printed. We got them sent to us. So we were putting them in the envelopes and I was, of course, OCD. I could not... 
Did you seal them all with wax? Yes, but I could also not handwrite all of the addresses. So Mm. I was putting them in the printer. I was typing out their names. I was putting their addresses on them. I was putting them through (laughs) the printer. Look, it was a process. Yeah. Look divine. How many guests did you have? Uh, About 80. Okay. And so that was a lot. Mm. And then we did the wax sealing. So we did the stamp on the back with the beautiful wax that you melted. Obsessed. Stunning. It yeah. was so beautiful. Do you like, still have one? The most beautiful invite, no, but I'm sure I have a picture somewhere. Anywho, we put them all in our spare room mm. um, on the bed, laying out so that they were drying because mm. the ink and all the things, the stamp, whatever. My dog uh, decided to jump up on the bed. <laughs> Love that for me. And yeah, ruined probably 60 of them that we had to redo. That is just a moment uh, where you just throw your hands. In the I think air and I just, just like closed the door and I just walked away and I was like, I just can't. We're not deal getting with that married right anymore, now. honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding is off. Yeah, I know. So yeah, look, be mindful if that's what you're going to do. But stunning, yes. they were beautiful, and I love that tradition of receiving an invite in the mail. It was really beautiful. But then I've also received online invites, which are so handy because you can be anywhere, and you're like, hang on a minute, when is that wedding? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Or on the way, and you're like, where is the address? Like, where are we going? Yep. And it's just really accessible. So I think it sets the tone for your wedding too. I know that when. I plan for Rod and my wedding. I'm going to be thinking about the kind of stationery that I send out. I want this incredibly beautiful wedding stationery because I want it to be a keepsake as well. So if you're a bride like I will be, you're going to be thinking about those little extra details. So it's about reaching out to the right designer and thinking to yourself, okay, do I want, you know, a handmade paper? Do I want a wax seal? What are the kind of things? Because believe it or not, the stationery and things that you do right at the start, the colors that you choose for your website or your e-invite, yeah. they actually carry through yeah. to your wedding day because you're it's already all these thinking. little moments that you're setting yourself up for that when you get to choosing your florals, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, there you go. Yep. You've already thought already about got it. Colors. Yeah. Because I don't think there's one wedding that I have been either a bridesmaid at or a guest at where I haven't seen that same theme that was created from those first yeah. invites or save the dates follow through to the actual wedding day. Isn't it funny though? I look back on my wedding invites. I actually came across them the other day in my photos on my phone and I'm like, why? Why (laughs) But that's just because you evolve as a person. Like when Ron and I first got engaged, I started a Pinterest board because obviously that's the first thing you do. Yeah. I started a Pinterest board the other day. I was Actually, you opened it up when you were with me and you're like, why did I pin that photo? Oh yeah. I looked back and I was just like, oh, (laughs) dried florals? Meg, who are you? But Obviously, we got engaged in 2019 when dried florals were at the height of their popularity. So I was looking at the trends then and I was a little obsessed. I would choose some elements still, (laughs) but there is no way that there's going to be a dry leaf in the building. (laughs) Which is so interesting because you just evolve and change as a person, as a couple, to what you want in the present day. Yeah, and I think that like sends a nice smooth transition into florals. Mm -hmm. At the nine month mark, I would absolutely be choosing or looking at different florists Mm -hmm. and the different styles that they have. Because as you say, a different florist can have such different styles to another. Yeah. Well, as you've said it in a previous episode, you got to your day and you just thought, what are my florals? That is such a big thing for you. And you actually ended up taking out some of your flowers. (laughs) As I was listening back to that episode, I thought, oh my gosh, florists around the world. (laughs) I'm going to be disturbed by this. (laughs) 
<laughs> the thing is, is like at the time it didn't look off. No. It just wasn't what I wanted. It was too pink. It was too pretty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want that. So I just went neutral. <laughs> yeah. And that's so fine. It is your wedding at the end of the day. So I'm sure yeah. that florist yeah. would have been more than happy to see that because she doesn't want you to be yeah. unhappy. It's the yeah. same with Hannah with makeup. You want that bride to Imagine be feeling looking confident. back at the photos and, you know, I'm resharing photos and she's just like, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> I swear there was pink in this bouquet. <laughs> but yeah, I would absolutely around the nine month mark be reaching out to florists and yeah, touching base with them and just saying, hey, this is kind of what I'm after. The main thing that you can have for a florist is examples of their work. Yes. Because having examples of their work, they're like, yeah, perfect. You know, my, Maddie and Michael's wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can do that. Rather than going, oh, this isn't really my style. Yeah. I think that's for any vendor, really. If you're giving them visuals of their own work, it just makes sense that you're at the right vendor. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And I think it's crucial to be reaching out to a florist at nine months because you've only just had that conversation Mm -hmm. about your budget and florals is going to be a huge section of that. You have florals in your ceremony. You have florals, obviously you're carrying them all day. You have them in your reception. They can be installation pieces. You really need to start thinking about your vision because what we see online and what it translates to how much you can actually spend there's a huge difference. Yeah. And I think that's probably where I went wrong was I was like, you know what, this is where I want to spend. Mm-hmm. And then they, what they, you know, received. I was yep. like, <laughs> not what uh, my Pinterest board <laughs> looks like guys. <laughs> and but, there is a disconnect. Yes. And that, I've spoken to my florist friends about that. Yeah. There's such a huge disconnect between yeah. being like, okay, I have a $2,000 budget. Yeah. They're like, that's going to get you a quarter of an hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, realistically that is probably all you're looking at yeah and I think that the best thing is is that your florist can have that conversation with you and say hey you could do this with your budget you can do this and then you can transfer those florals over to your reception Mm -hmm. so they can give you different ideas so that's why you need to get the conversation started so that you can have that choice for Mm -hmm. your day and I think at the nine month mark too if you're already talking to your florist, which I think is probably the best place to start having those conversations and start sending that inspo through to them. You need to be thinking, okay, great. Am I going to be doing a DIY wedding and creating this entire vision myself? Or am I going to bring in a stylist to do it? Yeah. If you have a planner, obviously you've already had that conversation and they've probably already found you somebody, but then that stylist and that florist work seamlessly together to bring your vision to life yeah okay now let's move into the really important questions of um mm. the bar and your caterers <laughs> <laughs> well as my mother says if you feed your guests they are happy so so happy feed them exactly so now you would be wanting to have a think about you know your reception what it's going to look mm-hmm. like what type of meals are you going to be having are you having a sit down are you having cocktail is there a type of food you know do you enjoy Mm -hmm. are you going to have like a food truck that's Italian are you going to have a pizza truck you're going to have a Spanish paella situation yeah whatever it is that you're after you may have you know met these people at an event before you may have met them at your Friday night market Mm -hmm. wherever you're what or whatever you're considering Mm -hmm. have a really because there's going to be a significant difference in price for say a three-course main meal sit down Mm -hmm. opposed to you know a food truck cocktail style yes 
And also it's going to depend on the type of venue that you've chosen because that's also going to consider your reception. Yes, exactly. And I think this is probably something that you've already touched on when you have that non-negotiable chat with your partner. I know that when I spoke to my couple on the weekend about what their non-negotiables are, they immediately said we're big on hosting dinner parties. Mm -hmm. We love having our friends and family over. So it would be weird if we had our friends and family come to our wedding and then we didn't serve up gourmet, incredible yeah. three-course meals yeah. because this is what we already do in our day-to-day yeah. lives. So they said for us, non-negotiable food and drinks would be top of their priority yeah. list. So you've already had that conversation. And then once you do book that venue, you can have that conversation with yeah. them. You can say, okay, what are you providing? How much are you providing? Are you going to maybe provide the canapes yeah. or a sit-down meal and we're, we're going to need to come and sit down yeah. and have a tasting. Yeah. Because if it's not up to scratch or it's not what your vision is, then you're going to need to think about your food trucks coming in and creating that atmosphere yeah. and that food. That and you I want. guess it's a different vibe, right? If you're having a sit down three course meal at a stunning venue, that is a completely different vibe to mm-hmm. if you're having a cocktail situation with food trucks coming Mm -hmm. in they're just different so it's just you would have already figured out what type of meal you're going to be having and I think the thing here to note is that if you and your partner are different in your wants and needs then you can compromise yeah because I know that the couple I spoke to he was very uh his idea of the perfect day was having a sit down yeah and she very much liked the idea of a feasting kind of situation and I said to them why not both why don't you have the canapes where it's very casual, very candid, and you're kind of having that cocktail hour where you're all mingling. It's very community-based feeling. Yeah. And then you all sit down. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, I've been to a variety of different weddings that have a different setup and they're all beautiful for every different reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just has to be a reflection of what you want and who you are. Exactly. That's simple. So writing that list at the very beginning it's honestly a non-negotiable for you. <laughs> Have we told you that? Yes. <laughs> Let's move on to six months out. One person who you could be considering six months out is definitely your musician mm-hmm. and DJ. Can make or break a wedding. Definitely. I think the <laughs> most fun wedding that we shot There was a guy with a saxophone on the dance floor. Love that. He was working in with the DJ. Hands down, if you're thinking about it, it is potentially non negotiable. (laughs) (laughs) Everything we've said is a non negotiable. So, yeah, I agree. I just can't reiterate this enough that your DJ can absolutely make or break your wedding. Mm -hmm. Along with the timeline, like if your MC doesn't allow, like allows your speeches to go on too long or whatever it may be. And then there's no time for Mm -hmm. a dance floor. People will remember that. And I think the other thing to note here is give them the freedom to choose what they need to be playing. Yeah. I saw this recently where a bride said, you know, if I had known, I wouldn't have chosen so many songs that were not popular because no one was getting up on the dance floor. If you give them the freedom to read the room and play what they know people will dance to, allow it. Exactly. If people are not on the dance floor... Look, this is what happened. This is where it all went wrong on the weekend. I would go to leave the dance floor and be like, okay, I really need to go get a drink of water or I really need to go see Brad or whatever it may be. And then another song would come on and I was like, (laughs) I have to stay. They caught you on the dance floor. (laughs) You were a prisoner. (laughs) He saw me leaving. He's like, well, I bet you ain't going to like this one. (laughs) Exactly. So I think 
think that at that point in your wedding planning journey, you will have already got enough yeah. of a a vision yeah. together yeah. and all of your essential vendors would be chosen. Yeah. So you'd be like, okay, let's bring the entertainment. Yeah. Let's think about what we do now to incorporate all of those little details yeah. that will entertain the guests and that will bring your day together. Yeah. And another bonus is finding a musician who can essentially play for you during your ceremony mm-hmm. and your canapes and then move into your reception and DJ for you. Yes. Amazing. I love that. Needed. I think at the six month mark too, you have to be thinking about all of those. They're not as essential yeah. vendors yeah. that will bring an energy to your yeah. day. So maybe you want a little photo booth. Yeah. Or a champagne tower. Yes. Or lawn games. I love the lawn game yeah. thing. I think when you're off getting Polaroid photos. cameras. Yes. When you're off getting photos with your wedding party yeah. or your significant other that you've yeah. just married, you want your guests to be entertained. Yeah. It's all those little things that can just change your wedding to have it differently to someone else's, mm-hmm. which I think it's all of those little things, right? Because everyone has a celebrant, everyone mm-hmm. has a photographer, all of those vendors, the non-negotiables, everyone has. But it's all of these other ones that, you know, there's some great vendors out there. The phone, the audio guest book phone. Incredible. Oh, and the thing is when you're choosing these vendors, then they're giving you little keepsakes. Yes. You have little Polaroid moments yeah. that you can then have on your wall yeah. at home or your fridge at home. Yeah. You have audio. Amazing. This is a new trend coming in and I am here for it. I love it. Essentially, it's an old school phone mm-hmm. that you leave a message prior to your wedding and then people go up to it. They pick up the phone. They hear your little voice note to be like, welcome to the wedding of da 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 da. And then you leave a message for them. At the end of the night, it's hilarious. I've seen some that have been recorded. The beginning of the night, you've got grandma leaving a message. You've got your mum leaving a mm-hmm. message. And it's all really, you know, beautiful. And <laughs> under- you can understand what they're, they're saying. giving you advice for the future. <laughs> and then you get to the reception and it's a little different, mm-hmm. you know, but it's still just as beautiful. But... Just like your wedding video that Brad and I watch our wedding video every anniversary, just like that, just like a wedding album, like a photography album on your beautiful coffee table that people and guests can look through when they come to your house. Mm. It's just something different and so fun. And it's capturing the energy of that moment. It's exactly like, honey, I got you. It's capturing that energy so that then you can look back and you can listen. Look how fun, look how much fun they're having. Yes, and you can listen to that audio and you can... Be transported back to that exact moment. Or you might want little things to your day like fairy floss. Mm -hmm. Fun. Oh, I love that. Signature cocktails. Oh, a must. Why am I always Always on the signature cocktails? But I think at that six-month mark, you really have to be thinking about all of those little details that are you. Yeah. That you want to be entertaining your guests, that you want to be thinking about your day as a whole so that when it does come together, it's a journey. Yeah. Now, if you haven't already, and this is a huge thing that you need to be thinking about if you are a bride, you need to be thinking about the hair and makeup that is going to bring the look you want yeah. on the day. This can be done as early as 12 months. Yeah. But once you get to six months, you really need to be thinking about, okay, great. Yeah. I need to be thinking about my trial. I need to be getting looks. I need to be getting yeah. inspiration. You need to be scrolling Instagram and finding your person that's yeah. going to create that. And I think that that's why at the beginning of the episode we said, look, this is very candid. It's very fluid because many of these vendors that you have on your day, particularly your non-negotiables, 
reach out to them as soon as you Mm -hmm. can. We had the beautiful Hannah on our podcast last week. She was incredible. Mm -hmm. When we asked her the question around when you should be inquiring to your hair and makeup artist, she was looking. There's no time too early. Mm -hmm. You just have to reach out. If you know that they are the people that you want and Mm -hmm. you definitely want Hannah Mills as your makeup artist, you just have to, yeah, reach out to them as soon as you can. But around that six to nine month mark, I would be reaching out to hair and makeup artists or be following them along prior and going, okay, how do I want to look and Mm -hmm. feel on the day? Because for me, so important because that's going to set your energy for the day yeah along with how your energy of your vendors are like your hair and makeup is something really important because it's how you feel yes you want to be looking in the mirror and being just like oh I feel like a princess today I feel incredible today you feel empowered on your day and so when you're getting to that six months mark you're thinking okay great if you haven't already booked them you need to really get on find who you need to book find who aligns with you have those conversations and then be thinking when am I going to be doing my trial? Because your trial is often something that you're going to be doing like three, two months out from your wedding. I know Hannah mentioned that she does it about one month out for just makeup. And so that's something that you're already thinking about booking in. And a trial, it usually ends up being a one hour, two hour scenario. So you're booking out quite a huge chunk of time with that makeup or hair artist. So they need to be available just for that trial. Yeah, definitely. So we've spoken about the 12 months, the nine months, the six months. So now Mm -hmm. let's move into our three months. So there may, look, there may have been vendors that we've forgotten. And this is just, again, a candid chat Mm -hmm. about the timeline The three-month mark is when things are going to ramp up for you. Now, I always try and reach out to my couples and make sure that most of their journey is done at Mm -hmm. this point because I love for couples – and look, I say to couples – Get ready because vendors are going to be, they are, they're going to be reaching out to you, making Mm -hmm. sure that everything that you've booked is 100%. Again, this is why a planner comes in really handy Mm because they reach out to the planner and just making sure that any loose ends that they have, that they have questions for. It's all these little things during this time that if you can sit down, have a date night, get a cheese board, some wine Mm. and have that opportunity to go through everything and go, right, what music are we having for our ceremony? Mm. What, let's go to the jeweler and choose our rings. Yeah. Let's get all of these little like things, you know, it's wrapped up. Yeah. So that two to three weeks prior to your wedding day, you don't have all of these vendors mm-hmm. just at you going, Hey, just wanted to know what music you want. Hey, just want to know for the reception, what time you want to eat? All those like yep. questions that then become overwhelming. Cause you're like, ah, people are at me asking me all these questions. Mm-hmm. You do not want to spiral into this overwhelm. And that's why we say that you need to be fine tuning everything at a three month mark out because then those months are going to go so quickly in the lead up. You're going to have so many little things that are last minute things that you're thinking, okay, great. Do we have wedding favors? Okay. Have I checked in with this person? Do I need to recheck in with that person? Yeah. So you really need to be thinking to yourself, let's get all of that stuff under control so that we feel calm, we feel collected. So that when the day comes, you're not thinking a week out, oh my goodness, I haven't even gone and had my dress fitting. Something really important to take a moment for is writing your vows. Mm. You do not want to be writing your vows in the week leading up to your wedding. No. Sometimes I have to email a couple of couples and be like, hello, we are getting (laughs) married on the weekend. Um, Let me know how you're going with your vows. And look, I get it. It's hard. It's really hard for some people to take that time because lives are busy, Mm. but to take that time and sit down 
and get out how they are feeling mm. on paper. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come naturally for most. So yep. I think reach out to your celebrant, ask for support. I always offer support to my couples to be like, how, how can I help you? But, you know, your celebrant also needs to create your vow cards for mm. you. So it's those things that we need to ensure that we have prepared for you, for your day. You know, they might want to know if you need ring boxes, like all those little questions. Yeah, and I think because you are doing that at three months out, you're checking in and making sure that they are on track or if they need help, you're there to support them. You're then thinking to yourself, okay, great. They've reached out. They've given me a few little prompts. I can start writing them at three months, write a little bit, write a little bit more at two, write a little bit at one, and you're not getting to a week before. You've got all these notes that you can go back to. And because you've just written them down, when you've thought about certain things that your partner's done that you're like, oh, that's amazing, chuck it into your notes. Yeah. And there's just going to be so many little moments that you're considering during this time. Earrings, Mm. shoes, bridesmaids boxes, like all of those things. All of the little bits and pieces. Are you getting a gift for your partner to open up on the day? Are you writing a letter? Are you doing a first look? Are you doing, there's so many questions. So the sooner you can plan, I would say my advice is the sooner, like if you're loving it, then Mm. just plan it. Like just make decisions, get all of those things out of the way. Somewhere along there, you're going to have your hens weekend Mm -hmm. and your bucks party, which so fun. Mm. You know, so you need to make sure that you you have time set aside for every single moment. Yes. And I think the fact that if you have done a lot of pre-planning and you have been very organized, when it does get to three months, you can be organizing yeah. the fun things like bucks and hens yeah. and you can be going away with your girls and you're not stressed in yeah. those occasions. You're actually just celebrating. Yeah. Celebrating that moment that really in the lead up to it, you need to be so intentional, mm-hmm. mindful understanding of what it is that you are doing because you Mm -hmm. don't want to go into that day what being more worried about whether you've got the right colored umbrellas if it's going to rain or I, I don't know some of the things we think about are just so so funny oh they are honestly ridiculous I think one of the big points to remember at three months is to check back in with whoever is making your dress or if they're altering your dress and make sure that you can be getting that dress fitting at least four or three months out because our bodies change over a period yeah. of 12 months. So make sure that that dress feels perfect yeah. at that point because then you will be going in for a final dress fitting probably only a few weeks out from the wedding. Yeah, and such an exciting time. Like the mm. lead up to your wedding is the most beautiful time in your life. Yeah. You really can't replicate that in any moment. Like it's no. just... There is no time like that moment prior to your wedding, particularly when all your family start to arrive and you don't want to be worrying about all those last minute details. No, they need to be taken care of. So that's why we say three months out is really probably a crucial time to just be wrapping everything up and to have that conversation where you're like, okay, great. What else do we need to plan? Get it all sorted. Beautiful. I have absolutely loved this episode today. Now, lovers, that is all we have time for today. As always, we are here for you as you plan your dream day. Be sure to check out our official Smitten Love book, a place to support one another through this important milestone in your life. Within our community, choose kindness. And as always, we acknowledge the land in which we are recording this podcast. We look forward to our chat next week, lovers. Bye.